Get Fit with Adrian Abraham on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3, 12 to 1 with Adrian Abraham. Joining me on the show today is Mitch Hyde. He's the owner of two Spartan boxing gyms here in Singapore. Mitch, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Thank you for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Let's start with a little bit of background about you before you moved to Singapore. I understand you were in Dubai. Now, what exactly were you doing there? Uh, well, before I started my uh ownership of the gym's journey, uh, I was actually a teacher, a PE teacher on the international school scene. And that had led me to Dubai, where I was uh, lucky enough to spend four years working over there. And speaking of Dubai, I mean, life there, we talked off air, it's similar but different to life in Singapore as well. In terms of your fitness journey over there, what was different compared to what you found over here? Uh, well, I think there's a there's a very strong fitness community from all over the world in Dubai because at, like Singapore, it's a very transient place. There are people from all different nations. Uh, so there are all sorts of people doing all sorts of activities on their fitness journey. And that's one of the things why we love Dubai so much. Now, of course, why would you go from there to move to Singapore? I guess that is the million dollar question because life was good back there. Not saying life's not good here, but why did you make that decision to move here? Uh, that's a really good question. Uh, Dubai was going amazing. Uh, and we also got the opportunity for a few years to do a bit of travel full time. So we had a bit of a transition period where we were traveling full time around the world and, and being able to work with our laptops. But after a few years of that, I decided I wanted to get some security with what we do and, and follow my passion of combining business uh, and helping people get fit and healthy. So I guess the, uh, the next transition was to look for opportunities where I could open up a gym somewhere. Yeah, and of course, that next step of your journey was to go to Singapore and start up your gym here. What was your first impression of Singapore when you first landed here? <laughs> well, the first impressions when I landed here was it was very similar to Dubai. It was hot uh, and there was food everywhere. Those are the first two things that I, that I saw when I landed the plane. It was nice and hot, which I'm okay with. I'm really happy. And then, yeah, there was just eateries everywhere in Singapore. So uh, I knew that health, health and fitness for me was going to be a bit of an uphill battle with all these uh, with all these options around. And the fact that you moved here, was it always on your um, sort of bucket list to start up a gym here or did that just happen as you were here or was that the sole intention of coming here? Uh, yes, I'm very lucky enough to have a few friends that were already here and they had uh, they had pushed the idea towards me and I did want, and I'm, as you can tell, I'm an Australian and it was good to be back in Asia and a little bit closer to home. So there were a few factors that were in play, uh, but just honestly, all the all the cards just fell at the right time. And I was lucky enough to get here in uh, December, November, December 2019 to open up the gym. Yeah, November, December 2019 was uh, just before the pandemic hit Singapore, uh, which will uh, take us to the next part of the conversation. Because in an ideal world, Mitch, without the pandemic, you would have probably gone back to Dubai in a few months of opening your gym. Isn't that right? Uh, look, to be honest, that probably was the plan. The plan was to get the gym, set it off, get it running well, running smooth, and then go back to transitioning in between Dubai, Singapore, uh, working off the laptop again and uh, and having that sort of lifestyle. But, uh, you know, um, hindsight's twenty twenty, and uh, we can't predict what happens next. And uh, having a global pandemic was one of those things that we just couldn't predict. Yeah, and talk to me a little bit more about the process of setting up your gyms here in Singapore. What are some of the initial challenges that you faced? Uh, well, to be honest, from a like a logistics standpoint, there are there are quite a few good agencies and companies in Singapore 
that make uh, business and corporation very easy to achieve. And when we compare that to other countries around the world, incorporation here is relatively cheap and quick, provided you have all the documentation. So from a logistics side, that worked really, really smoothly. From an actual business on the ground standpoint, as we have spoke off air before, uh, rents here are not cheap. So keeping our overheads down was one of the, the primary concerns. And then finding a place in Singapore that wasn't saturated, that didn't have boxing gyms or fitness gyms around already. Because there are so many gyms here, boxing gyms and different studios that specialize in different aspects of fitness as well. How were you going to stand out from the rest of them? What were you going to bring to the table that wasn't found that often here? Well, Spartans Boxing Gym is a, is a fairly new franchise. So we had the opportunity to really create the franchise, if you will, and, and expand on it and be creative with what we could do in the gym. One thing we really did was we really spoke to the members and instead of having our own vision, was just trying to have a community-guided vision and working about sort of what they want, what they think works well in a gym and trying to mesh that with what we were thinking and, and trying to find a middle ground. And we believe that uh, because we've done that, the, the members have been very happy with us so far. Yeah, and you overcame those challenges one step at a time. We're in conversation with Mitch Hyde, owner of two Spartan boxing gyms here in Singapore. We have to talk about the elephant in the room, which is COVID-19. From a business owner's point of view, when the pandemic first hit and we had the circuit breaker, Mitch, what was going through your mind at that exact time? We're talking about March, April 2020. Oh, I could tell you that I had the, the panic button firmly mm. pressed down, to yeah. be honest, uh, Adrian. It was, uh, it was tough. We'd been opened uh, the best part of four weeks. We had the initial hype and the buzz of the gym opening. Everything was absolutely flying. We're like, this is great. This is exactly what we envisioned and then some. And then I think March 23, this COVID started getting more and more around the world. Stock market crashed. And by April 7 or by April 8 here in Singapore, um, we'd gone into our full circuit breaker and no one was allowed out of their house. So, uh, yeah, dealing with that was uh, certainly fun. So what did the gym do differently? Did you organize a few work-from-home exercises? How did you pivot the business? Uh, that's a really good thing to uh, talk about because we, at the well, Zoom was still a relatively new thing. Zoom wasn't even a, um, a well-known business up until, you know, 18 months ago. We got all our members on Zoom. We had workouts three times a day. We held quizzes for them, dress-up nights. And look, that was a little bit hard because we were still a relatively new community. People didn't know each other. So we spent those three months making sure our community get to know each other. And we figured if we, we could do that, hold on to our members um, then we'd be all right once uh, once we were out of the circuit breaker. Yeah, it's not just about keeping fit. It's also about, you know, having fun while you do it and bringing a few different elements into your workout that make it great for your customers as well. So when everything slowly started opening up as well, what were some of the things that you and uh, your wife and the group discussed? Um, how are you guys going to go stay ahead of the game? Well, the first thing we would we spoke about was, okay, the likelihood of us closing again. Uh, and we were very aware, and as we closed down several times in the past 12 to 18 months due to the, the rolling lockdowns, yeah, uh, not just my business, gyms, uh, F&B as well, uh, we've, all been, we've all been doing it pretty hard. We were very um, conscious of people's also, but their Zoom fatigue. Uh, I think that became a big thing. People didn't want to keep doing Zoom stuff if they were doing all their work there, talking to their friends and family there. So we're trying to find ways that we could keep them uh, interested in coming to the gym because 
uh, we can't ask our members to pay for gym, for gym mm. membership, but they can't go and punch a bag, uh, which is sort of the key of what we do. You guys work out some, um, you know, incentives, couple of packages or subscriptions that your customers could get involved into so they could get their money's worth, but also you will be able to rope in more customers as well. That's exactly right, Adrian. Mm. So we, we did pivot in that regard. We, in most of the lockdowns, one on one training was permitted after the initial um, circuit breaker. So we all, we offered a change in package. If we keep with, for example, if you keep doing your membership, we will give you four um, four one on one personal training sessions a month, plus free merchandise, plus all the the video database that we have. And for the large majority of our members they stayed with us, which is something we're so grateful for because I'm so proud and so happy of my community for doing so. Yeah, they certainly stuck by you. But then again, we've had to face numerous heightened alerts and more restrictions, as you mentioned, in the last 12 months or so. As a business owner, Mitch, how do you feel during this time when you have to, you know, open and close and then pivot and then, you know, do it all again on repeat? How do you feel? Um, I suppose for me as a business owner, it's mentally, it's more the mental taxing more than the physical stuff. Uh, we get through physically, it's the mental, you know, checking the news 12 times a day to see where the numbers are going. And so if we get to a certain number, does that mean we close down again? And that means we have to change our classes, lay out the gym in a different format again. Yeah, I mean, as a business owner, the, un- the uncertainty does hurt us. But on a positive note, it seems that Singapore have really now stuck to their being a COVID resilient nation, and we seem to be moving forward. So those type of um, two steps back motions don't seem to be happening as much anymore, which is which is great for our business. So with these restrictions in place as well, you can't, of course, pack out to maximum capacity. There has to be social distancing. You can't have as many customers at the gym and your members are, of course, affected. How do you manage that crowd? Do you have to space them out and give them certain slots in the week or how does it work? That's exactly right. You've hit the nail on the head. So usually, uh, let's say um, pre-COVID, with our first month, we're having 30 to 40 people in a class. Okay. At one stage during uh, the whole COVID 18 months, we, were, we had maximum of five people in a class. So we've had to really sort of change things around. Uh, what we've done, our big thing is we've actually added more coaches and employed more locals and more boxing coaches, which has been great for all of us, mm. and had just more classes certainly uh, worked out for you as well, but also this uh, transitioning your business. How much does it affect, you mentioned fatigue there, of course, and you along with your wife, you're avid travelers. And when you stay in a country for a bit, and then you, you want to take a little break and go away. But now that you're all, you know, locked up and stuck, this is before the VTLs, of course. How did you deal with that? Uh, I'm not going to lie to you and say that it was uh, that it was easy, because as you said, that that was our release. We'd work hard, we'd work seven days a week, you know, 15, 16 to 20 hour days. And we're okay doing that because the trade-off always used to be, okay, we can go somewhere else and, and enjoy another country or get away from it all from a bit. So for 18 months, we didn't have that. So, I mean, I'm sure many other business owners and, and people who work in Singapore were like this. We sort of felt like caged animals. We were sort of, <laughs> re- we were just sort of ready just to get out and, and explore the place. So mm. uh, these uh, the, v- the VTLs that have come out now, have, uh, I was with some people on the weekend and, and they were just overjoyed when they could hear that they could travel again. 
uh, without all the restrictions. So it's uh, look, I'm really, really looking forward to the next uh, six months. Yeah, but you were able to go back to Australia, if I'm not mistaken. This is before the VTL. And of course, Australia's situation is also very different to Singapore. What was that like? And the process of going there, the multiple PCR tests, was it all worth it in the end with the quarantine as well? That's a very good question. Of course, it was definitely worth it. I was there mm. for the the, um, the birth of uh, my first um, niece. Okay. So is it worth it? A hundred percent. But from a financial point of view, doing two weeks quarantine, uh, treated a little bit like a prisoner in Australia. It was tough. And then coming back here and, and there was a bit of an outbreak here in Singapore. So they put everybody in for another week. So it was three weeks away and three weeks in quarantine. Cost quite a bit of money. But uh, uh, for, for a family thing, I'd do it all again. Um, I did feel a little guilty being able to travel. That was one, one feeling that I had. A lot of people here didn't have that privilege. Yep. So, that, so I was a bit riddled with guilt for a little while, but it was all for a good reason. So I can. So I was happy with it. And from the VTL's point of view, I did mention there you and your wife travel for fun. I mean, it is your it is your work. It is your way of life. What's going to change now with these VTLs in place and with your business as well? How are you going to get that balance? Yeah, well, uh, the priority is still getting the business stuff right. Okay, we can't just go off, take off when things are still precariously placed. Mm. Uh, we, we very much want to get the gyms in a in a strong position, and when and when we're in a strong position with the gyms, we'll have a look at at the VTLs, look what's possible. And then be able to, and then hopefully slowly be able to start sort of living that lifestyle again, or we can fly a little bit more in and out, hopefully not catching any COVID anywhere. And what about all the PCR tests? I'm sure you're not as excited for that. You know, what? I'm happy to play my part. I'm, look, if a PCR test means me doing something safely and traveling somewhere else around the world, give me a PCR test. I'm, I'm happy to take it. Brilliant. Well, Mitch, thank you so much for joining me on the show. We've been in conversation with Mitch Hyde. He's the owner of two Spartan boxing gyms here in Singapore, also avid traveler. Thank you so much for your time. And I wish you all the best for the rest of the year. And uh, yeah, can't wait for you to enjoy your life as it once was, except with a few PCR tests out along the way. But I'm sure it'll be fine. Absolute pleasure, Adrian. Thank you so much for having us. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.